five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, 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 listeners. Welcome, this is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Ganaduro el punto. Ganaduro el punto. Español for my Spanish listeners. I'd like to say hello to everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here on April 16th on a Saturday mid-afternoon for another teaching on God's secret. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host. I'd like to say hello to all my international listeners out there that's listening to my podcast from Germany, from Spain, from the Philippines, and from Israel. I'd like to thank you all and welcome you to my show. I also like to welcome the ones for the U.S. of A. all around. I like to uh, all around the states and the cities. I'd like to thank you all for giving me your ear or lending me your ear to listen to my show. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm going to get right into this. I have no announcements, and I want to get right into it. I want this to be a continuation from segment 26 of God's Secret. Segment 26 of God's Secret. I will be getting right into it, and I will be on page 81 of 115 pages of this book that's called God's Secret. That is written and authored by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. I have no announcements, but I want you to understand that if you hear any outside sounds or anything like that, like that, that means I'm not in a real secluded type soundproof room here at the study room here at the library in Chicago, Illinois. So you might hear some outside noise, etc., and stuff like that. It's not the audio. It's not the podcast. It's not the podcast. It's not the audio. So I want to let you all know that right up front, okay? Now, let's get in in this continuation. I might have new listeners, and I'm going to say this right quick. If you are new listeners, you have to go back to the previous the previous 26 segments that I have recorded. One by one. Don't try to do them all at one time. You know, that just, you get all clogged up, you get maybe bored, you won't, you won't continue with it. I know that by experience. But just go one by one to try to catch up with all the different segments, which is what will give you a foundation and a paramedic view of what I am reading out of this uh, this outstanding book by Marianne Manley uh, called God's Secret, and also I called it, excuse me, The Treasure Hunt. Okay, without any further ado, I'm going to get right into it, and what segment that we're on, this would be segment, let me see, segment 28, this would be segment 28, and, and uh, the segment would be, we ask creators we are new creatures and we are ambassadors and we will be talking about us being a new creation and ambassadors for the body of christ so i'm getting right into it just remember go back on the previous segments for the newbies that haven't been keeping up and everyone else you know where i left off at and i'm going to go from here okay excuse me god is dispensing grace and i'm quoting out of her book god is dispensing grace today not imputing sins that's very important god is dispensing grace today not imputing sins now i already started reading out of her book now i really explained about what imputing sins or not imputing mean i mean god is not counting sins against no one on the earth everybody that lives on this earth that is breathing sins has already been forgiven let me reiterate that and repeat that 
Everyone that lives on this earth, whether they was born yesterday or they was born 100 years ago or whatever, the sins have been already forgiven. So that's what God, that's what God is doing today and from the time past a few uh, thousand or so uh, uh, years ago. He's not imputing no one's sins and or uh, charging no one with sins today in this dispensation, in this administration or so. I don't think I have to keep going back and explaining that, so I just wanted to open up in there for the new listeners, okay? It is unbelief. God is dispensing grace today, not imputing sins, because it is unbelief, not sins, which keep a person from having eternal life with God. Believers are part of this ministry. We are ambassadors because we are already seated with Christ in heaven and hath raised us up together and hath made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a quote from Ephesians 2 and 6. That's a half, that's partial quote from Ephesians uh, 2 and 6, which reads, God hath raised us up together and made us, who is us, the body of Christ, the church today, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You'll find it in Ephesians 2 and 6, Ephesians 2 and 6. Let me continue reading. Like all foreign ambassadors, the body of Christ believers will be called home, which is the rapture. I'm reading, I'm just quoting from a book, which is called The Rapture, The Catching Away. Before the war, the wrath of God Okay, the rapture would be before the wrath of God. God would pull down his wrath, but the church would be captured. They would be uh, tucking away. It would be the uh, uh, the blessed hope, and it would be, uh, it's called the rapture. We know most people know it's commonly as the taking away of the church is commonly called the rapture. Or called the rapture that will happen before the wrath of God. Continue reading. We do this ministry because of our love for Christ, out of gratitude, not because we have to, but want to. He first loved us, for the love of Christ constraineth us. Go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 14, you will get the verse, scriptural, contextual uh, meaning out of that when you go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 14. Okay, reading. What is Satan's policy of evil in this dispensation? Now, this is what she's putting in her book. What is Satan's policy of evil in this dispensation? Remember, dispensation means in this administration, in this program, and this time, and this management, and this stewardship. What is Satan's plan? What is Satan's policy? Believe it or not, Satan always has a policy in the different administrations. What is his policy for this administration, for this dispensation, okay? All right, reading. Satan blinds the mind of those who are lost from the glorious gospel. But if our gospel be here, now she's going to quote some scriptures, okay? But if our gospel be here, it is here to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world, now the God liturgy of this world is Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ... <laughs> Excuse me, remember the gospel of Christ is the same as the gospel of the grace of God or the gospel of of God in this administration dispensation. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You'll go back and read 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Reading. Sound doctrine is our defense against false doctrine. Okay, what is sound doctrine? Sound doctrine is our defense against false doctrine. Satan also attacks the message, the messenger, discredits the messenger, discourages, discourages the messenger, and tries to bring division between the body of Christ, 
believers. You can see a lot of that going on in the different denominations. It's proven he's doing very well. Now, I probably read this through the previous uh, segment, you know, but this I'm, I'm just going over and just trying to give you a foundation. If I did, you know, to, uh, just just go right through it and go right with me because sometimes it'll help and sometimes repetitions help you to hear it again, okay? All right. Satan attacks the message, the messenger. He discredits the messenger, discourages the messenger, and tries to bring division between the body of Christ. Believers, which is he, he's doing so well in the dispensations, dispensations today with the different denominations and churches today. Okay, reading. Christ did not reveal the fact that it was checkmate at the cross. So Satan, until Paul, not only did the God of this world, little g, which is Satan, find in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, him being the God of this world, go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, lose the earth, but the prince of the power of the air. Ephesians 2 and 2. Now, the prince of the power of the air is also Satan, the God of this world. Just another name that's used. You can find that in Ephesians 2 and 2. The prince of the power of the air for the ones that do, did not know or do not know that Satan is the God of this world. God allows him to have control over this world to an extent. I'm putting emphasis on that to an extent. Satan is the prince and the power of this world. He's the God of this world. Okay, the God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, and another way they pronounce him being the God of this world is the prince of the power of the air. You can find it in Ephesians 2 and 2. Ephesians 2 and 2, okay? Reading, quoting, Realize that he lost the heavenly places also when he heard the mystery. God won by simply keeping it a secret. Okay, Satan did not know about this secret. He didn't know about that. He, he knew about the earthly the things that he had to do to possess the earth. He thought he had it all down packed, but he didn't know about the secret that God had planned about the heavenly realms, okay? Let me not get ahead of myself. Let me continue reading. Today, Satan is causing as much trouble as he can, especially in the churches, plural. There is only one true church, singular. There is only one true church, the body of Christ. Yet today we have so many denominations, like I was just explaining earlier. Because of the doctrines of men, Satan is happy when pastors teach that believers are spiritual Israel. Or it's such a misconception or bad teaching about the body of Christ being spiritual Israel, or you can call it replacement theology, like some denominations or teachers call it, even some covenant theology teaches. And that, that takes a teaching in itself, trying to understand what is uh, the difference between replacement theology, covenant theology, lordship, salvation, etc., stuff like that. I'm going to let some uh, some ministers do some teaching on that as well as myself because it's a lot we need to understand about the different teachings and the different ways that people look at the church as being spiritual Israel, okay? Now, continue reading. Mixes the things that belong to Israel with those that belong to the church. They mix law and grace. And add works such as water baptism, very important, listen to this, speaking in tongues, and other requirements requirements as necessary for salvation. Now, a lot of uh, Pentecostal, a lot of charismatic uh, church goers that's probably listening to this, uh, this podcast, you probably belong to a charismatic or a Pentecostal church, or you might belong to a full gospel, or maybe not, but you have an idea what Marion is saying in this about mixing the church. Now, this is not reading this out of the Bible, but this is just what's going on in the churches today, and how the churches got so many people confused about 
what's required for salvation or evidence of the Holy being filled with the Holy Spirit, which is contrary to the teaching of Paul in this dispensational disadministration of grace. They mix law and grace. You see that in churches and denominations. They add works such as water baptism. Most denominations believe that you need to be water baptized today. You got speaking in tongues. A lot of a remnant of churches, mostly the Pentecostal and the Charismatic churches, they and universal churches, they believe and uh, speaking in tongues. The reason I say that because you have different type of Pentecostals, you have different type of Baptists, and you have different type of Charismatic movements. So they all believe in the aspects of water baptism and speaking in tongues or one or the other. They believe that this is a sign or this is a requirement for your salvation or proving that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and other requirements as necessary for salvation and no marvel and no marvel or surprise for so Satan himself is transformed to the angel of light. You find the second Corinthians 11 and 14. Like I said, I probably read that in my last segment, but it doesn't hurt to go over that again. Okay. Satan is creating corrupt Bibles which hide the truth of the word of God rightly divided and the mystery of the formation of the body of Christ. Okay, I did read all that in my last segment, so it's good that I went back through it, even though I didn't do this purposely. But sometimes I try to just go back and whatever I left out when I'm reading off this uh, her book, I just go back where I left off and I might read the, that, uh, that thing, that segment or the paragraph over again, and then I go into the next segment. And uh, what I should have left out what it says, Satan is creating corrupt Bibles which hide the truth of the word of God, rightly divided, and the mystery of the formation of the body of Christ. Okay, now let's go over and say she's going to break down God's twofold will for today. Okay, now I want you to listen to this and everything. So uh, I'm going to do this maybe, let's say, about 10 more minutes. I'm going to be reading, trying to read through without interrupting and everything, because most of this, what I will be reading, is self explanatory. So I really don't have to break down. I'm sure a lot of you are mature enough now to understand these certain contexts or contexts or concepts, I'm sorry, that she's going to be breaking down, and uh, that's for the body of Christ, and a lot of you probably understand that, and some don't, so I'm just going to go over these things, and, and you know, hopefully you get a, a understanding or breakdown of what Mary's saying out of this book, okay, she's going to, but we are, in, we are secure in Christ, your life is here with Christ and God. That's, that can be proven and found in Colossians 3 and 3. Colossians 3 and 3, and I'm going to quote some scriptures. I like I like, I like like books that quote scriptures and have references. That's very important. You know, they, they don't just use verses and run with it. They use references, cross-references, and they use a lot of verses. And that's, that's the key of exegesis, the Bible, and exegenicus of the Bible, and try to understand what God's Word is saying and everything, okay? But we are secure in Christ. Your life is here with Christ and God. Colossians 3 and 3. Now, God's twofold will for today is what? Once we realize God's twofold will, we do our best, our best to do our part. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Now, what's God's? First of all, what is God's will for today? And this administration and this dispensation is, first of all, is for all men, men and the Bible, when it comes to a certain context, is talking about men 
and women, when it talks to a whole, when it comes to salvation on duties, when it says men, it's basically talking about men and women. So, you know, I don't want nobody, ladies, getting offended when it says all men. Some people believe Paul was a, a, a sexist and he didn't like women to do things. It's a lot of, a bunch of junk that's, uh, just lied about about Paul. What I hear from different teachers, you know, about Paul, he being a sexist and he being a male chauvinist. But that's contrary to the truth, you know. When the Bible mentions men, it mentions women too. Unless it's just pointing out, singular pointing out a man and a woman's woman's duty. Okay, so let's get that straight. What is God's first will? What is God's will for today? Main will for today and this dispensation is for all men to be saved, men and women to be saved, and then come into the knowledge of the truth. You'll find it in 1 Timothy 2 and 4. 1 Timothy 2 and 4. Now, she's got another one. Faith, not works. Reading, quoting. We are saved by grace through faith in what Jesus has done, not by our works. There will be no boasting in heaven. For by grace ye are saved through faith in the salvation accomplished by Christ. She's, she's just breaking down what that means. Grace through faith is the salvation accomplished by Christ. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's nothing that you and I have done while we are saved. Nothing me, you and I can do to make ourselves get saved or keep ourselves saved. Okay, There's nothing we can do, all right, as a believer. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, not as nothing we, not as nothing that you and I can do, lest any man should boast. Boast in the Bible means brag. We have nothing to brag about, so it's nothing we can do to brag about to say that I got saved because I done this. I got saved because I went to church this many times. I got saved because I got water by times. I got saved because I fed the poor. I got saved because this way. It's nothing we can brag about that will justify us being saved because grace, grace is grace. Grace is free merited, God's free merited favor. Grace is being given to us free, not for our act we have done, but for cause of because of God's love and favor. His 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 merited favor, his increasing love. You know, you know, the what best way I could break that that down is why we are saved today because of God's unmerited favor. Okay. That's the word I'm trying to use. You can find Go to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Not now. Just go back to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. That will break that down. Once we are saved, we can do good works out of the love of God. Now, the good works come after we are saved. Okay. Not because we are saved. We don't do good works to be saved, like I said. And we don't do good works or good deeds just to stay saved. Those things come after salvation because it's part of our life. It's part of our, I wouldn't say so much duties, because duties sound like it suggests a commandment, but it, it's, it's proved that you are in the spirit. It's proved that you're, going to, you're doing the things for God because you have the new spirit is being rejuvenated and it brings a certain will in you that want to do the things for God. You want to do good works. You want to do those things. You want to love more because you are saved. Not to get saved. It's because you are saved. You want to do these things when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. All right. Reading. No sign gifts today. Okay. This is a toughie. A lot of people have a problem with this. A lot of denominations still have problems with this, you know, especially when it comes to the Pentecostal and the charismatic churches and uh, holiness churches. Now, I'm not beating on 
Um, I have sinus issues, so excuse me. I get clogged up real fast. So when you hear me clearing my nose and stuff like that, I don't blow it. But you hear me clearing my throat, that means my sinuses is clogging up. And I'm, I'm sorry for that. I know it sounds gross at times, but I apologize for that. Now, let me continue. No sign gifts today. Now, let's read this. The body of Christ believers do not follow physical signs. Let me read this again. The body of Christ. Now, these, what she's going to get into now is really the ones that's really uh, got people confused today. And this really hits a hot spot, you know, when, when it comes to signs and wonders. Because so many churches believe that are today, even though they, they don't see the manifestation in it, they are so psyched. Satan has got them so psyched that they're believing that it's for today. But it's a lot of demonic stuff going on. It's not of God. It's a lot of things happening, but it's not of God. Now, let me not get off get into that now no sign gift for, gifts for the day the body of christ believers do not follow physical signs we walk in the spirit not in the flesh we live by faith according to romans 1 and 17 we live by faith alone according to romans 1 and 17 reading faith is believing what god says in his word that's what we go by what god says in his word that's what we'll believe in you know not by signs and wonders that was for israel that was for the kingdom program okay faith is believing what god says in his word we build up the inward man which is the soul and the spirit i like the way she put that the inward man which is the soul and the spirit what is the soul the soul is your intellect the soul is your emotions your spirit is your your spirit is the one that's going to the heavenly places your body will be renewed and become supernatural but for the time being if you leave this world today and even today our spirit will be going to the heavenly faith uh, heavenly places in christ jesus so the soul is our emotions and our intellect and our spirit is the new man okay by understanding the sound doctrine given to us by God through Paul. After arriving in Rome on house arrest, Paul set the Jews aside in Acts 28 and 28. That's the last chapter of the book of Acts. And healing died out. Now, according to us, Acts 28 28, you know, healing died out back in the book of Acts. Now, Paul's books are all broken down, like, you know, you know, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, 1 Thessalonians, all those was broken down on the missions that Paul made through the book of Acts. Now, I'm, I'm not reading now. This is me giving you a historical background. I should explain that, but I'm just giving you a historical background. You know, you read the book of Acts, all the teachings of the 13 books come out of the book of Acts. So the book of Acts is not a doctrinal book. Let me say that again. The book of Acts is not a doctrinal book, but it's a missionary book. It shows the transition from the kingdom program into the gospel, the kingdom program into the grace program. Um, the uh, Jesus' earthly ministry to the 12 apostles to Paul's ministry from Jesus heavenly ministry okay if I can, if I can say it like that now the book of Acts at the end of Acts 28 28 the signs uh, gifts according to what Mary and Mary said has died out you know there was no more signs because it was a full transition now to the Gentiles it transitioned itself out of signs and wonders faded away because it was not needed in the gospel of grace program under Paul because it was another program the the, the book the, the Bible was being completed I think it was fully completed in 2nd Timothy you, uh, you can it's a great area on that but the book was completed so therefore we don't we don't we don't live and 
by signs and wonders and gifts like they did at the kingdom program. The kingdom, remember, always the kingdom programs for signs and wonders for Israel. You know, we live by faith. The Bible is complete now. We just believe what God's word. We don't need the signs and wonders and everything because God, uh, he's telling us what he wants us to do in his book. Back then, they didn't have the full Bible. They didn't have the full scripture, so they used prophets and they used, you know, different type of gifts like that. They needed those because they didn't have the full Bible like we do today. So God had to use supernatural means for them to get the word out because they didn't, they didn't have the Bible like the church has today. Okay, I hope you can get that clear. So therefore, we don't need certain prophecies. We don't need certain uh, prophets and different things, or we don't need the word of knowledge and stuff like that because why? Because we have the word of God now. That's God telling us plainly what He wants us to do in this dispensation under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Okay, I'm going to read this out and then I'm going to stop. Now, let me go over this again. The inner man, the soul, and the spirit are explained that by understanding the sound doctrine given to us by God through Paul. After arriving in Rome on house arrest, Paul set the Jews aside in Acts 28 and 28. And healing died out, okay? God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, okay? You find that in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Okay, why? She just give you um, an example. When Paul was hurt a lot, Paul been beat so many times. I think he'd been whipped five times with 39 strikes, you know, beaten. Paul been put to death so many times, but he was never healed. Why? Hmm. I kind of why. Why? Because the healing process and all that stuff was dying out. It was transitioning, transitioning into the grace program without you no. Know, we was getting. They was getting out of the signs and the wonders because the Bible itself was coming to fruition. You know the teachings of Paul in itself, his thirteen letters. So therefore, well, uh, this was happening when uh, Paul was suffering. Okay. And according to the Bible, when God said, my grace is sufficient for thee, what did that sound like? It mean, God's telling Paul, I'm not going to take this away. But my strength is made perfect through your weakness. In other words, God left Paul in his state to keep Paul bold, to keep Paul not from bragging. He kept Paul in that state that, you know, even through your weakness and even through your infirmities, I am strong. I work through you even more because of your weakness, okay? Go to 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. You can understand when he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. In other words, what Mary and Mary is trying to tell us and let us know, God did not heal Paul. Okay? Signs and wonders and healings, miraculous healings was faded out. Paul, did, God did not heal Paul. Okay? Here's another one. Later, Paul left his friend sick because he could not heal him. Okay? This is what Mary is saying. Paul, later, Paul left his friend sick because... He cannot heal him. All right. Trophimus have I left at Millennium sick. Remember Trophimus. That was one of the followers of Paul. He left at Millennium sick. Sick. Go to 2 Tim Timothy 4 and 20. 2 Timothy 4 and 20. Okay. Now continue reading. And I'm going to end. The body of Christ believers walk by faith, not by sight. Okay. Let me go back to Trophimus. Why did not, why come Trophimus, Paul left him sick? Now. People will come up with different reasons or whatever like that. Remember, if signs, I mean, if healing and miracles and stuff was then was still happening, then Paul, as the gift, one of his gifts as being an apostle is the gift of healing. Correct? Signs, wonders, and healings is one of the gifts of the apostles. Not everybody. 
you know, and I'm saying I'm not everybody, like contrary to some churches believe, but those is one of the signs and wonders of the gift of an apostle. Therefore, that gift was not working in Paul's then. It was working earlier. Remember, it was working earlier, but as time went by and as years went by and as the fake message was going by and as the transition was changing, signs and gifts and miracles and healing was fading out in a supernatural way. Okay, they could still get healed by medicines. That's why Paul walked around. Paul had Dr. Luke with him. Why would he need a doctor with him? Luke was a doctor. You know, what kind of doctor? I don't know, but I don't know if it was a, I'm just going to say maybe he was a general doctor. I don't know. But Paul wouldn't have, Luke was a doctor with Paul. So therefore, there was no gifts at that time because you wouldn't need no physical doctor with you walking around. And Timothy wouldn't need to take wine for certain ailments and different things like that if the gifts of healing and stuff were still in play. That's just common sense. You can read that. Don't eisegesis the Bible and just put it there. Exegesis and just understand that gifts and healing and miracles was faded out and the workings and the body of Christ that was not needed anymore because it was a new transition from the Israel program, the kingdom program that requires science and miracles to the grace program that requires you just believing God's word back faith by reading his word and obeying it okay all right and the in this present dispensation of grace god is more interested okay the tablet blacking out again god is more interested in building up your inner man your soul your intellect and your emotions and your spirit your new man through his word when we go to heaven our inner man is all that we can take with us let me read that again when we go to heaven our inner man inner man is all that we can take with us in other words, we walk by faith, not by sight. That word, that that even that verse has been abused. Walk by faith, not by sight. We don't walk. We don't walk by signs and wonders like the kingdom program. We walk by faith by believing the Bible, which we can read now. And God tell tells us what He wants us to do through His Word, not through prophets and prophesying the word of knowledge anymore. Okay, God bless. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots, and another reading, another reading out of God's Secret by Marianne Manley, the treasure hunt. I hope you enjoyed this. Stay tuned for segment 28. Segment 28. This is segment 28. I mean 27. Stay tuned for segment 28. That'll be coming up, you know, after this one, of course. And I love you all. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots, reading out of Marianne Manley's book out of San Diego, California called God's Secret, the treasure hunt, I like to call it. Now, for the ones that never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection and receiving that belief, you have a chance today. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to get rid of your sins because you can't do it anyway. Your sins has already been dealt with. God has not is not charged you for your sins today. The door is open. All you have to do is believe that he done it. You have to believe that he took care of all your sins. You have to believe that he died for your sins and he rose again. Okay, so by believing it, not just saying I believe it, but receiving it as a change in your life. You have to come with a contrite heart and really believe it. Not just saying it out of your mouth, but believing in your heart. Believing is receiving it for a changed life in your life for you to be saved, period. God bless you all. That's all you have to do. Anything after that, 
It's nothing else. You just believe it and you receive it and you are saved today. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. God bless you. Love you. Stay tuned for another segment of God's Secret. Bye-bye. Love you.